Welcome to Sisters and Sonder, the stories of the unheard, a storytelling podcast, a place for the misfits and the outcasts to find validation and healing through the power of stories. Sonder, a noun meaning the realization that each random passerby is leaving a life as vivid and complex as your own. We're your hosts, Sammy and Tori. Let's get it. Hi, thanks for tuning in to Sisters and Saunders podcast, the storytelling podcast. And today our theme is going to be what is actually the name of our podcast. So we are going to do uh, an entire episode of Saunders, especially since it's a a unfamiliar uh, term and something that we all experience but don't have a word for it. So Tori, can you please help define Saunders for us? Sure. Sonder is a noun, meaning the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. Perfect. So this episode is going to be a little different than our regular episodes. We're going to tell some stories about our um, coolest relative um, that we experience their stories and their life. And so tune in after these quick messages. Telling stories has been a tradition since the beginning of human curiosity. We tell stories to learn about the past, revel in the successes of our ancestors, and be warned of their mistakes. We sit together and relay our lives to create relationships, impress the people around us, and to absorb the wisdom we have learned in our journeys. Lastly, we imagine, daydream, and create our futures, and how that will define who we are. Tori and I grew up listening to stories from our older relatives, and we want to continue this tradition for our podcast listeners. Each episode will have a fable, fairy tale, poem, or short story that relates to the theme that week. Some you will recognize, and some will be new to us and hopefully to you as well. Send us your favorite stories at sistersandsonderpod at gmail.com. So we are going to just talk about some stories that we have grown up on uh, hearing a lot. And those stories come from our great grandma. So to give you a tiny bit of info about our great grandma, she was born in 1902 and she lived until 2010. Um, so she was 107 years old. She passed away just a few months shy of her 108th birthday. And she lived next door to us. We lived in a duplex. She lived on one side. We lived on the other. So we spent a lot of time with great grandma. We also called her shorty because she was like four foot nothing. And, um, We spent days after school there. We spent Saturdays there baking. Um, You know, 
we just spent a lot of time there to hang out with her grandma. And in all that time, she shared yep, she was a lot favorite. of stories and, and everything. made the best sandwiches when you yes. were sick, even though half the time I was like throat swollen can't swallow anything <laughs> but felt too bad to say no to this hundred year old woman that's giving me a sandwich exactly so i'd eat it anyways and it was always so delicious and perfect but exactly it was fantastic oh yeah so when she was younger she was born in nampa idaho and she grew up on a farm and she was the oldest of eight siblings i believe nine total and um, she, her first job was teaching in a one-room schoolhouse. She taught ages 4 to 16. And, you know, this was in like the 20s and 30s, so there were not really cars, especially in rural Idaho. Um, and so this is where my favorite story comes. Should I tell my favorite story first, or are you going to tell yeah. your favorite story? No, t- tell your favorite story, because mine comes later in her life. Okay, great. So she, um, like I said, worked in a one-room schoolhouse. She was the teacher. And uh, she rode her horse to school. And she, of course, wore her little cowboy boots and her cowboy hat. And on her cowboy hat, she felt very fancy because her cowboy hat had, like, this metal chain on it. And she... uh, would ride her horse to school. One morning she was riding her horse to school and there was this hill that she had to crest to get to the school. So she went up and over this hill. And by the time you got to the top, you could see the school and you came down the hill and went to school. So one morning she's riding her horse to school and she gets to the hill, goes up the hill, gets to the crest. And right then as she crests that hill, uh, the sky opens up and a bolt of lightning strikes her chain on her hat. So what happens next is she said that she felt the lightning go through her body and it went through the horse and she sort of stumbled off the horse and, and the horse kneeled down and kind of shook its head and, you know, was on its knees and just shaking kind of. And then she said, and within a couple minutes, he stood back up. I got on and we went to school. And that's it. I mean, she was struck by lightning and then went and taught at school all day. I don't know. I don't know. Amazing. Amazing. But you have to also say the second part of that. Oh, yes. Um, She was not struck by lightning once in her life. She was struck by night- lightning twice. <laughs> and the second time, she was also riding a horse. And the second time, I don't remember this part of the story, but Sam was telling me that the second time the horse died, I don't remember that. Which could be, it could be completely false. It could be one of those moments (laughs) where, like, the story goes through this person and goes through this person and is told over and over again. And now it is, like, a mountain that she has to climb to get to school. But I still believe it. I still believe that, because I remember the story of, like... Not only did she get hit by lightning twice, but the second time the horse died. And so he, who knows? Who knows? knows? But that's what makes the story so magical is that like now it's turned into like a family legend. Yeah. 
And like, I mean, she lived to be 107 years old. And like I said, she lived next door to us and she was like healthy and fine. She walked with a cane and sometimes a walker. And she went and got her hair done every Tuesday at the School of Hairstyling. And then afterwards, she went to IHOP for her Mm -hmm. um, Rudy Tootie Fruity. Rudy Tootie Fruity. (laughs) Junior. Junior. Rudy Tootie Junior. Because she couldn't eat the full amount. And and then and we baked and we hung out and we and she knit and crocheted and like she was she was old but she never seemed to be necessarily a hundred and seven and no I gotta say being struck by lightning must have given her some sort of boost because she lived a long <laughs> and happy life yeah and she lived on her own for so many years yeah. Like, cause see, my favorite story comes later in her life when we when we knew her. Mm. Um, my favorite story was when we were um, visiting um, in Oregon. We were at a family reunion, and we were at La Grande. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. And um, she, at age ninety nine, broke her hip while we were on vacation. And so she had to have hip surgery in Oregon mm-hmm. um, and then had to be driven back down here by our grandma. And since she broke her hip, she was required by the doctor to stay in assistant living home for 60 days mm-hmm. while she heals to make sure that there's someone there just in case anything happens. She point blank looks at the doctor and says, I'll give you 30. (laughs) And that, and grandma, good old grandma, she's like, mom, the doctor says 60 days. What we can do is at the 30 day mark, we'll see how you're doing. If you're doing well enough, we'll take you home. So. Great grandma is sitting at that assistant living place Mm -hmm. and the 30 day mark comes and grandma goes and visits her and shorty has her entire room packed and she is sitting on the edge of the bed ready to go. And you can't say no to shorty shorty when she is Mm -hmm. determined like you there was no way she was a stubborn Irish woman. You did not say no to her. And grandma couldn't say no to her that day (laughs) so 30 days in the assisted living and she moved back home and uh was on her own because she refused to stay there for 60 days (laughs) (laughs) that's so classic also so wonderful i remember they were like dude breaking your hip at 99 oh she may not come out of this oh it's gonna be bad and i was like you guys obviously don't know my (laughs) great-grandma No. Like, please. She She's fine. Yeah. Clearly. She does not want to be here. She wants to be at her house, watching the Food Network channel, eating her donut, half her donut in the morning, mm-hmm. and a bowl of ice cream at night. Mm. Every night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old great-grandma. She was... She had so many crazy stories. Like, she would tell us um, when... What she was doing when the Titanic sank. She lived through both world wars, Mm -hmm. which is absolutely insane. Lived through the Depression. Like, everything that you could think of. 
Well, and lived through her parents were immigrants. All of the so, in, all of the innovation. Wow. All the innovation you've ever learned about, she lived through. She was born yeah. before planes were around. She was born before yeah. um or and lived before TVs and you know cars and everything. Like all the things that we have now, like she didn't have when she was younger and growing up in rural Idaho you know added to yeah. that like they probably didn't have a tv for a really long time until when they came out and yeah yeah she literally was, lived through everything it was wild it was wild to hear her stories while learning the history that mm-hmm. she literally lived it's kind of like nowadays for us is like us retelling the story of where we were for 9 11 mm-hmm. and like what happened there, or even like where we were when Obama was elected. Mm-hmm. Like the those huge moments in our history that are in the history books now, mm-hmm. like she lived through so many of them and it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I she mean, was- she walked this earth with Martin Luther King Jr. And with, you know, like, and Rosa Parks, like, those people were on this earth at the same time that she was. Like, and she saw, I don't, one time I counted how many presidents she saw, but I lost count. But, um, I mean, all of them. That's a lot of math. Yeah. So many, and it's so wild. Yeah. She was great. And she inspires, she inspired Tori and I to do things like this. Mm -hmm. Like, hearing her stories and sitting there and listening to all of these adventures. Cause I mean, she was one of those people that never did one thing. She had so many careers and Mm -hmm. so many things that she did in her life that it was just magical. It was absolutely magical to hear those stories from someone that it's like you look up to, but also can see like the years of wisdom Mm -hmm. and see that experience uh, firsthand and so it always inspired us and got us really excited to be be able to be you know old enough to one day share our own stories and be like well back in my day <laughs> yeah also she um she was very encouraging about education she believed in education and yeah. um and she was very educated and i believe went to isu at some point and um she but she also was very um, encouraging to follow, like, your passion. Like, she talked about, oh, like, yeah. if you didn't like it, then you wouldn't want to do it. And I think that th- that was an important message for both you and I because we both, you know, wanted to do right by for ourselves. And we wanted to grow up and get educated and, and you know, be able to be successful on our own and be sustainable. But hearing that you have to do that within the scope of something that you're really excited about and really passionate about um, was what we needed to hear because neither of us would have pursued what we pursued if we didn't have that in mind that we have to like what we're doing. And just have the encouragement of having someone that has done it all. Yeah. To be like, yeah, you can do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're, you, you got it. Yeah. Do it. That's awesome. Like every time we'd come up and be like, oh, I got into this choir or I did this project or I'm excited about joining this. I tried out for this. Like she was so excited for us as well. Yeah. She was ready for us to tell uh, her 
our adventures and to like relay what we're doing on our days and what activities we decided to do and all these she loved all the plays we did all the concerts uh her favorite thing to do was the homecoming parade for the local college went right past her house Mm -hmm. And so every year, that was her favorite moment, was just to sit out her window and watch the parade go by. Yeah. And she just loved seeing just the excitement and just the the people around. And so it was always great to have that influence and that encouragement mm-hmm. wherever we went. Well, and I think that related back to our word of Sonder, I think that um, she had a way of making the simple feel abundant. And she, like, I remember when we were kids in our little hometown of Pocatello, um, your library card is also a bus pass because the bus goes to the library. And some of my favorite memories are her, we would wake up and she, in the summertime, and we'd go to her house and she'd take us on the bus and we'd go to the library. And then, you know, with our library cards and we'd pick out some books and we'd talk about the books we picked. And then she would... um, take us to the mall because the bus also went to the mall and she'd let us go and buy some (laughs) stuff and she'd do a few laps around the mall and then we'd go home and that's like the simplest day and and for free because our library card was free and the bus was free because of the library card but it felt so abundant it felt like such an important thing and it felt special um and it was just a visit to the library you know yeah it was but it was an adventure, mm-hmm. and it was an adventure with great-grandma. I mean, mm-hmm. it was also an adventure just to say, yeah, my great-grandma is 107 years old. It's the best. Not a lot of people can just say that. Yeah. So just her stories alone and just being able to have that extra experience with a generation that not a lot of people get to have. Yeah. Um, was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I am grateful every single day for being able to be in her life and have her be part of my life as well. Oh, for sure. So, oh, for sure. Like, oh, for sure. I love that both of us said, oh, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for real, it, it uh, was, it, you know, even as a kid, we knew how important it was. Yeah. And we soaked it We knew up. how special it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was great. And I mean, we have plenty of stories, but also plenty of inspiration Mm -hmm. from those years that we got to have her in our life. So, yeah. And I think I want to assure our listeners right now that this is not the end of you hearing about great grandma. We will bring her back (laughs) many, many times because, again, like Sam said, she is our inspiration in almost everything we do. Like, she's still with us and constantly inspiring us. And this podcast is partially inspired by her and by our whole family. Our whole family loves telling stories. And uh, there's so she has 107 years of stories that she relayed to us. We have plenty to share, and we are so excited, too. So excited.
All right. So this is the part of our show in which um, I offer a few tidbits with Tori. Um, some ways to feel your feelings as I am an art therapist. But as a reminder, of course, this is not a replacement for therapy. If you need help, please seek it and use these as you need. So when it comes to Sonder, um, there's not really a moving through it um, type of thing. Um, but I think it comes down to sort of reminding yourself to feel it um, and engaging some of that mindfulness, that buzzword that we all love so much, um, and just being there with the feeling of Sonder. If you find yourself feeling like, wow, this world is filled with people and we're all complex and this is so interesting, what I suggest is to just sit with that. And um, a great way to kind of force yourself to sit with something is to um, engage all of your senses. So like, what do you see? What do you hear? What can you feel around you? Um, and, you know, are there smells around you? Like, what is this moment? And take it in as much as you can in all the different ways that you can. Um, your different senses are connected to different parts of your brain that make memories in different ways. Uh, so by engaging your different senses, you are creating a more, like, well-rounded memory. Um, and then I would also say just take some deep breaths. Um, deep breaths relax you, um, lowers your uh, stress hormones, and uh, slows your heart rate, lowers your blood pressure. So if you just take some deep breaths, you're feeling that sonder, you're feeling that world is big, I am small, but this is cool moment, and just take it all in. And that is your tidbit with Dory. And there you have it, folks, stories of the unheard. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you found something insightful in this episode. Let us know what you thought. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Sisters and Sonder Pod and at our website, SistersAndSonder.com. Remember, Dr. Seuss said, why fit in when you were born to stand out?